Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. I have received requests from some of my listeners where they have stated that they are starting their journey as an enterprise architect and they would like to know how to go about becoming a qualified, accomplished enterprise architect. Now, there are a number of certification programs and trainings that are available out there that can help you in your path to become a good enterprise architect. Now, there are a number of really good, really respected enterprise architects who believe that no certification is really required to become an enterprise architect. And that's true in a way. It's just that when you do a certification, uh, you get a body of knowledge that helps you understand where to begin and where to go. Like me, if you got hired as an enterprise architect because there was no clear definition of what an enterprise architect does, well, I never did enterprise architecture before I got hired as an enterprise architect. So when the uh, when the expanse of the task became clear to me, I was a little overwhelmed. I didn't know where to start. Many of the enterprise architecture frameworks that are available out there give you a comprehensive checklist of all the information that you can gather as an enterprise architect and, and deliverables and artifacts and architectural work products that you can work on. Uh, and that helps you a lot. It gives you a starting point, especially the TOGAF framework definitely gives you a starting point of where you can start doing enterprise architecture, where you should begin, what are the preparatory activities that you should be doing as an enterprise architect, and then gives you a roadhead, a step-by-step method of where you should go from there. Now, I've talked about the classical enterprise architecture framework and a modern enterprise architecture framework. And while the framework remains the same, it's the mindset and the perspective that I have introduced as different. Classical enterprise architecture, uh, in my opinion, and this is not a term that uh, anybody has used in the past. This is something that I came up with and I'm trying to promote. Classical enterprise architecture believes in gathering all the information about the enterprise first so that that information can be used as tactical and strategic decision-making foundation. Modern enterprise architecture does not believe in that. And classical is not very practical in the modern world because the organizations keep on changing so frequently that it's very difficult to keep the information relevant. Because by the time you've documented some of the information about the organization, the organization, the business model, the products that the organization works on, have already changed, the competition has changed, the technology has changed, and so on and so forth. So what I believe is that modern enterprise architecture is a little more relevant in the current context. What is modern enterprise architecture? It is collecting information about the enterprise from transformation to transformation. Every transformation within the organization changes the organization, changes the way the business is done, changes the way technology is leveraged. It takes into account the breakthrough technologies, the bleeding-edge technologies that the organization is using. And you can collect information about the enterprise, uh, about the areas that are involved in that transformation. And over a period of time, you become more and more aware about the organization. And the information relevant to the organization remains 
current, remains up to date. Now, the TOGA framework specifically is good because it doesn't just give you a comprehensive checklist of all the architectural work products, but also gives you many other things. One of the things that, to begin with, it gives you is uh, how to build an architecture capability within your organization. What are the things that you are going to need to run an enterprise architecture practice within your organization? You'll need an architecture board that will basically help you in setting up your customized architecture framework. You're going to need a tool as an architecture repository where you are going to store all the architecture information that you're gathering. You'll need a governance framework that will make sure that the content is governed, that the process is governed, that the deliverables and KPIs of the enterprise architecture work that you're doing will be governed and so on and so forth. Any exceptions that need to be taken will also be approved by the organization that is responsible for the architecture governance. Now, it also gives you guidelines and techniques that essentially help you in becoming a better architect. It gives you a uh, an ecosystem where you can collaborate with other people within the organization, other people within the industry, um, uh, and learn from them and learn from how enterprise architecture is being done in other organizations and so on and so forth. There are a number of different benefits. It's also an evolving framework, by the way, and we are um, on TOGAF 10 now, and it's gone through a number of evolutions, and TOGAF 10 takes into account modern practices like digital enterprises and agile and organizational agility and what have you. So I prefer uh, the TOGA framework over all other frameworks. That doesn't mean that other frameworks are of no use, like Zachman framework is a fantastic content framework and 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 so on and so forth. So there are a number of frameworks out there. Personally, I feel that the TOGA framework is uh, is the best because it provides the maximum amount of guidance to a to an enterprise architect who is starting his journey off uh, as an enterprise architect. Today, I want to talk about the certification program of enterprise architect. But before you go for the certification, you should definitely go through a training. Enterprise architecture and TOGAF specifically is a very theoretical subject and it could be dry. Now, while the TOGAF 10 body of knowledge is available free of cost to everyone who wants to read, on the open group website and a quick google search should get you there and and you always have the option to read through the body of knowledge yourself and give the exam yourself but but there are a number of reasons why i recommend against that it's true i did my togaf framework by reading myself without going through any trainings but I recommend against it because it takes a lot of study. And especially if you're new to enterprise architecture and TOGAF, it requires a tremendous amount of study. Uh, and it's very dry and the book is very boring, to be honest, for someone who's starting new. I find it interesting, but then I'm a weird character. What can I say? Now, another reason why you should go through a formal training is because uh, the way the body of knowledge is designed, you know, you have references to other areas of the body of knowledge in every area of the body of knowledge. So when you're doing architecture development method, it has references to, let's say, reference library or uh, content framework or capability framework and so on and so forth, which you haven't read yet. So it's a little bit confusing. What a training does is, I mean, all trainings for that, for that matter, um, are iterative in nature. So they'll give you what entire TOGAF is from a high level and then they'll go deeper and deeper and deeper and, and so on. So a training really expedites the study of TOGAF in enterprise architecture. 
it's always a good idea to go through a training and i don't and i'm completely training organization neutral so I, it doesn't really i'm not going to recommend any training organizations i'm not saying they are all the same obviously there are some training organizations that are better than the others but this podcast is not about that so you know based on the reviews and and the price and and the support that the training organization provides choose a good training organization and undergo that training now after you have completed the training how should you go about giving the examination that is what i would like to talk about a little bit god forbid if you're not able to clear an examination the open group recommends and will not allow you to give the exam again for 4 weeks or a month which essentially means that open group believes that you need about 4 weeks of study before you can be ready for the examination so i would recommend that once you've undergone the training spend about 4 weeks 3 weeks to 5 weeks um an hour or 2 hours a day of study every day and then give the exam but book the examination date as soon as you finish the training so book an examination date 4 weeks down make that a deadline and then study for it once you've completed the study how do you approach the exam now there are two ways that you can take the exam you can either go to a a, a pearson view examination center and give the exam there at location or pearson view also provides the facility to give the exam from the comfort of your home you need to install the pearson view examination software on your laptop and then and then there is a process so basically what they'll do is they'll ask you to take photographs of the uh, of the room in which you are going to be taking the exam and it needs to be locked and nobody should come in and go out and there shouldn't be any headphones or any mobile devices near the the desk area on which you're going to be giving the exam and and they will ensure that by you know asking you to take photographs of the entire area from all different directions etc and then when you you need to check in about i don't know half an hour or 45 minutes ahead of time before the examination time and and the the uh, the examiner or the uh, invigilator or what have you will basically make a video call with you and they will ensure that everything is in order and then they will clear the examination they will open up the examination for you at this stipulated time you can start giving the exam now there are two levels um in a togaf exam level 1 and level 2 level 1 is a multiple choice question closed book which means you need to give the exam uh, there'll be 40 questions and you're going to get 60 minutes um to to answer those 40 questions there is no negative marking which means that in case if you're not able to remember the answer to the question take a guess doesn't matter now sometimes what happens is so the easy questions are towards the end of the examination and you might get the difficult questions ahead of time there is an option to skip the questions that you're not clear or not very confident about skip the questions that you are not confident about and move forward only answer those questions that you are 100% confident and get to the end of the exam now go back and review the questions that you had skipped spend a little bit more extra time on it you've got a good 60 minutes and if you've only answered the questions that you were confident about there's a good possibility that you might still have about 35 40 minutes left spend a good amount of time in you know answering the questions that you're not confident about take a guess if you're not able to read the language of the question and the language of the multiple choice answers you have and take the best guess that you can and move forward 
If you've prepared well, in all probability, you will clear the exam. Level 2 is a scenario-based, complex multiple-choice question. What that means is there will be a scenario, there'll be a question, and then there'll be four uh, scenario multiple-choice answers, right? This is an open book. So the approach that you should be taking to give the level two exam is read the scenario. Now, the it'll be a four to five paragraph scenario. The first three or four paragraphs are really, you know, context setting and it's not really very important. It's the last two paragraphs that are important in the larger scenario. And the purpose of each question, and there are only going to be eight questions, by the way, the purpose of each question is to um, is to check your knowledge about a specific topic within the TOGAF body of knowledge. So your job by reading the scenario is to identify the topic that they are trying to test you on. As soon as you know what is the topic that you're, that you're being tested on, immediately click on the button that will open up the TOGAF body of knowledge book. Right, There's a PDF version of the book that's available within the examination software in level two. Click on that button, open the book, immediately browse to the section that you're being tested on. So let's say that you're being tested on risk management. Immediately go to techniques section of the book, read through the risk management portion of the book, and then come back. Now, you could have read the answer choices before, but... After reading the book, you'll forget the answer choices again anyway. So why waste time on reading the answer choices ahead of time? Don't do that. Read the last two paragraphs of the scenario. Identify the topic that you are being tested on. Click on the button. Open the book. Read that section of the book. Come back and read through the answer choices. Now, the answer choices that matches the book the most is your answer choice. Don't try to... Um, uh, don't try to imagine your, so, so the scenarios usually start by saying you are an enterprise architect of a large organization and there has been a merger recently and the CIO has asked you to, etc., etc. Don't try to imagine yourself in that real world scenario. Don't try to guess what you would have done if you would have been an enterprise architect of a XYZ organization who's going through XYZ type merger or whatever. That's not really important. What's important is which is the answer choice that is matching the book? They are testing your knowledge of the body of knowledge of TOGAF. Pick the answer choice that matches the book the most, and that is in all probability your answer choice. Now, I always say that the level two exam is easier than the level one exam simply because, well, a number of reasons. One is level one exam completely relies on your memory because it's not an open book. Level two is an open book, so you can go and read the book. That's the first reason. Second reason is the marking is not only not negative, in fact, it is positive. So the best answer, you'll get five points. The second best answer, you'll get three points. The third best answer, you'll get one point. And then it's only the distractor that you have to avoid, which is zero points, right? So look at the answer choices. The one that matches the book the most is your right answer choice. If Even if you're not able to choose the best answer and choose the second best answer, you still get some points, you know, three points or or one point. It's very unlikely that you'll choose the distractor if you've read your book well, and if you've read the book during the examination. So go through this and, you know, clear out the exam. Now, after you have been certified, it's not the end of the journey, okay? It's the beginning. That is where your foundation has been laid and 
and then your study has to begin so there is a number of reference articles and reference uh guidances available in the togaf library go to the togaf library section of the open group website and download the series guide some of the series guides are available online not available for download look at them study them and become an, an accomplished enterprise architect also whatever knowledge you gain from the series guides from the togaf library or from the core body of knowledge try to apply that knowledge at whatever it is that you're doing even if you are a software developer doesn't matter what you need to do is uh, you know look change your perspective a little bit change your perspective about your organization how would you have done it better whether you're going through a transformation or whether it's it doesn't matter whether it's a technology transformation or a business transformation or an organizational structure change or a merger or an acquisition whatever it is how would you have done it with the togaf body of knowledge in your hands would you have done it in any different way think about it write about it it's very easy to set up a podcast these days at a very low cost talk about it talk to your friends the whole purpose of why i run this podcast is to create this community you know to create this community of people who are interested in the talk, topic of enterprise architecture and how to run an it organization the best how to run a business organization in the best possible manner to deliver the best business value that you can tomorrow you are going to become a leader right you or you probably already are and if you are or if you are going to be you will have tremendous influence over how businesses are run how business objectives and business goals are met in the most effective and efficient way if you have the knowledge of enterprise architecture in your hands you can probably do it better now i know and i talk to all these people all these friends that i have and all these uh, and the network that i have and i talk to them on a regular basis and i see that enterprise architecture is not truly leveraged in the industry today and i see that there's so much more that you can do with the knowledge of enterprise architecture and is it really that difficult i'm planning to start a survey on this state of enterprise architecture in the industry now there is already a state of ea which is published by biz design unfortunately what i see is they only survey the people who are already practicing enterprise architecture which means that uh, they leave out all those people who are not practicing enterprise architecture today and what i would really like to see is what is the the proliferation of enterprise architecture in the industry today i will talk about the survey and i will uh, publish i will talk about the link where i have uh, the survey hosted and i would really look forward to your responses to the responses from the industry to see how popular enterprise architecture is and why is it not popular if it is not being implemented in most organizations and what are the challenges that enterprise architecture faces today and why if this is such a beautiful way of doing business why is it not more popular today talk about this to people talk about your enterprise architecture knowledge to as many people as you can let us see where this goes that's all i have for you today folks i hope you enjoyed the show more about organizational agility innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show but before i end the show i want you to help me out with this one little thing pause the show and share this podcast via whatsapp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show it could be anyone your colleague your boss someone in your team that's all i ask just one share 
with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice. And it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also, please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way, you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a Telegram group if you would like to contribute to the EA discussions or what have you. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio on Telegram. Now, the URL to join the group is https colon slash slash t.me slash Enterprise Architecture Radio. While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.